0: And everybody said, Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me tonight to Numbers chapter 11. And I'm going to catch up with you in a moment. That's where I'll meet you. Uh, last week, or last Sunday night, we met. Uh, we talked about the Holy Spirit. We launched this new series called The Holy Spirit, His Purpose and Power for You. And we talked about who the Holy Spirit was, that He is God. And we talked about Him as... Uh, uh, this personality of God that we see uh, the Father, uh, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit reveals this unique personality that he is very personable. A lot of times people think of him as an it or a thing, but in fact, he has a personality. He can be grieved because he is God. He's a he. He's not an it. He can be grieved. He can be, uh, he's a comforter. He's a teacher. He's a guide. And so the Holy Spirit, uh, we need to think about him in that way. And we talked about him being fire and symbolic of fire and oil and the dove, and, and all of these things that we see his role in the believer's life. And so that's very important. If you missed that out, listen to that online. Tonight, we're, so now that we've known him and figure out who he is, we're going to see uh, the role of the Holy Spirit through the Old Testament. And so I just want to talk through you tonight, uh, talk with you tonight about the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, all right? In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was often known as the spirit of prophecy. Okay? And the spirit of prophecy, that's how the Jews recognized him. And he would move upon the prophets. He would move upon men of God that were chosen for service. He would give them divine speech. uh, And that's how the Jews recognized him. He would be the one that would come further at the end times. And at the end times, he would usher in the day of the Messiah, and they knew that there, this great day of expectations was coming with the Holy Spirit. And this same lens that we see of the spirit of prophecy, and when I say prophecy, I mean the word, thus saith the Lord. Sometimes when I say prophecy, people think uh, foretelling the future. That's a part of it. But prophecy at its base definition means the word of the Lord for today, okay? God's word for today, all right? And so this idea that the Holy Spirit is the spirit that gives the word of God to individuals, okay, that's how a Jew would understand it. And when you read the New Testament, that's often how uh, the New Testament authors interpret it, specifically Luke, uh, who wrote the book of Luke and the book of Acts. And he saw this, even though he was a Gentile, he saw that the Holy Spirit was this prophetic spirit who was speaking the word of God and ushering in the last days, the days of the Messiah. And he was that spirit of anointing, okay? And so that's where we are. In First uh, Peter chapter 2, verse 9, I'm just going to read it. It says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim. Okay, that's key. So that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who's called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. The question for today is, are you a proclaiming priesthood? Now, priesthood means specifically just a minister of the gospel, a minister of God. Do you have the word of God in you for today, and are you proclaiming it to this generation? God had foresaw a day that the spirit of prophecy would be poured out Unfiltered to every believer that he would raise up a mighty generation, a mighty church. There would be a royal priesthood that would proclaim his word to a people. Okay? Alright, that's where we are. That's the set, setting the stage. Okay, Holy Spirit of the New Testament. I went too tall. Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, sorry. In the Old Testament, it wasn't the same as the New. Okay. The Old Testament, the Spirit came upon just a few select people. They were chosen instruments, elected by the grace of God, and chosen for a very special purpose. And often these guys would be on the national stage. When the Spirit of God would move upon a guy, he would be like a prophet. He'd go speak to the king, and he'd go speak to this person, or this big national official. And often what his role was, was to direct the entire nation. So it's kind of a special thing. And when we think about those prophets you see throughout the Old Testament... Uh, The word prophet means this, it means bubble forth, that's the root word, that something would be bubbled forth uh, like a fountain. And they were those that served as a vessel between God and man. And Timothy tells us that these prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't know if you've ever had something happen like that where God did something or said something to you, but maybe it felt like a bubbling forth, or maybe it felt like something was moving you to do something you wouldn't normally do, but that's where we get this root idea of a prophet and while they weren't like I said predictors of the future prophecy was that they were prophets because they said thus saith the Lord now I'm not asking you to go around town today and say thus saith the Lord give me a pizza or thus saith the Lord you know like we're not saying we don't have to say it in King James but it was simply to say I have a word from God for you and it's on time and it's relevant for you today there's something God wants you to know uh And they, the Spirit was moving on them in this way. So it wasn't just predicting the future, but it was often a return to say, hey, we've got to get back to Bible morality. We've got to get back to a traditional understanding of the commands of God. This is what God's like. This is what God doesn't like. Uh, and so they had the bubbling forth of the Holy Spirit. They had the moving of the Holy Spirit. And they said, this is God's Word. We are calling you often. They called the nation back to where it should be in the presence of God. And often, God would move on these men, the Holy Spirit would move on these men in power. Some of them would get divine words. Some of them would get visions. Some of them would get dreams. And some of them would have power, uh, miracles, crazy things happen. Uh, Think about some of these guys. We think about Elijah. I like Elijah. He's one of my favorite characters in the Bible. God calls down fire from heaven he calls down rain. He saw, You know, he had a drought. He called down rain. He raised up a child from death. He was caught up in a chariot of fire. And so when I look at Elijah, I'm thinking, dude, that guy was awesome. And I wish I could just get a tenth of the awesomeness that Elijah had, right? Because I want to be like, Ugh. I remember when I first got called early on in ministry, like, he was my hero, you know, Elijah. I just want to be just like him, you know. Uh, call down fire on those people. No, not really. Uh, <clears throat> but Elijah, I mean, he's got the Spirit of God. You, uh, Beth and I actually got to go down to uh, go up to Mount Carmel where he called on fire from him, when that was a trip, uh, just to know, like, dude, it happened right here. Like, poof, gone, you know. Uh, so you think of Elijah. You think about Elisha, the guy after him multiplied the widow's oil, raised the Shunammite boy, healed the leprous Naaman, made an axe head float. Now, wouldn't that be a handy trick? You lose something in the river, Holy Spirit, let's do it. Pop it back up. I mean, these guys were pretty crazy for Jesus or for God, and God was doing some powerful things for them. Some things were just weird, you know, just all kinds of things. And so God was using them. Think about Ezekiel, saw heavenly visions, a wheel within a wheel. We think about Joseph. Joseph's led in wisdom by the Spirit, it says. From a young age, guy saw dreams and saved a whole nation from a drought because of the Holy Spirit's unique election on him. Now, I think about all these guys, and if you look in Scripture, even in Genesis 41, 38, it says that Joseph was kind of unusual in his day. Uh, It was very unusual to be used by God in these ways. And you'd almost begin to say these guys were special. They had unique giftings of God. They were special. God didn't use everyday people like this. And even people in their day throughout Scripture, you look at uh, several passages would say, uh, who could find a man like Moses? Or who can find a man like Joseph who has the Spirit of God as he does? Uh, And I, I think that's unique for us to think about today because were they really anything special in themselves? Some of these guys were priests. Some of these guys were young. Some of these guys were old. Some of these guys were uh, city folk like Isaiah and some of these guys were rural farmer boys like Amos. But yet all were used by God to use do different things with different giftings. And let's going to focus on Moses tonight because Moses I feel relates to a lot of us. Moses had the spirit in a unique way. He is a prophet of prophets, probably the most powerful prophet that God ever raised up to deliver and lead his people. And unlike other prophets, God spoke to Moses, the Holy Spirit, spoke to Moses face to face. He's never done that with anybody before or since. Spoke face to face or since Moses. Never spoke since Moses face to face and did such signs and wonders through him. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit was with him, the Holy Spirit led him. And while the Holy Spirit was uniquely on Moses... The awesome part is that God still had a greater work for his people. God would use Moses to foreshadow something for you and I today. And that is that while Moses was special and while Moses was unique, he was a foreshadow of Christ who would pour out his spirit on all flesh. Now let's follow this a little bit here. Because we're going to talk about revealing the power of God and how we all have this uniqueness. And I think sometimes we think only special people can be used by God. But what really makes them special? Okay? Numbers chapter 11, verse 16. We're talking about these 70 elders. Here we have Moses, this great prophet of God, using a mighty way, getting really burdened down. Because you know what? Even if you have the Holy Spirit and you've got all these awesome things at your disposal, like turning a staff into a snake and parting the waters. If you deal with three million people, you're going to get burdened down. We're still just one person. We're not Superman. We can't do all things. We're not God. We still have limitations, even all of us who are filled with the Holy Spirit. So Moses has cried out to God, I need some help. These people are draining me. He sits all day trying to judge all their petty arguments, trying to lead them forward. They're whining, complaining. Spirit-filled man, God, please help me. Numbers chapter 11, we're going to read down to 29, 16 through 29. The Lord therefore said to Moses, Gather for me 70 men from the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people and their officers, and bring them to the tent of meeting and take their stand there with you. Then I'll come down, speak with you there, and I will take of the Spirit, capital S, who is upon you and will put Him, notice the Him there, Him upon them. So remember, this is God the Father speaking about the Holy Spirit, okay? Notice how that works out. And I will put him upon them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with you, so that you will not bear it alone. So Moses, verse 24, went out and told the people the words of the Lord. He He gathered 70 of the elders and the men, stationed them around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud. Now note, the cloud is always symbolic of the presence of God, okay? "...and spoke to him. And he took of the Spirit who was upon him, Moses, and placed him, the Spirit, upon the seventy elders. And when the Spirit rested upon them, they prophesied." See that? The Spirit of God often results in prophecy. It often results in the telling of the utterances of God, of the telling of the glory of God, of telling of the Word of God. Okay? But they did not do it again. That is very important. They did not do it again. While they became wiser and they got to help Moses out, they never prophesied again. It was a one-time thing and done. Numbers eleven twenty-six. But two men remained in the camp. The name of one was Eldad, and the other name was Medad. There you go. Sounds like brothers. I'm going to name my two kids Eldad and Medad. I don't know. Poor kids. Okay. And the Spirit rested upon them. Now they were among those who had been registered, but not going out to the tent. And they prophesied in the camp. So the young man, who we know as Joshua, told Moses and said, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. Then Joshua, the son of Nun, attendant of Moses said from his youth, said, Moses, my Lord, restrain them. But Moses said to him, Are you jealous for my sake? Would that the Lord's people were all prophets, that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. These two guys weren't really of the official group. So they were called to go in. But for whatever reason, we don't know why they didn't go in. But they weren't of the special group that actually received. Because, man, you had to go to the temple. The cloud had to come down upon you. Moses was there. Man, the Holy Spirit came off of Moses, went on to them. So that anointing was transferred. It's a transferable anointing. Transferred to those 70 elders to give them some Holy Spirit power to do the work of the Lord. And say, thus saith the Lord. For your case. So all these... People would come to these 70 elders and say, Hey, i got this problem. Me and my wife are having an issue, and we don't know if we're going to make it. And that 70, one of those elders would say, Well, thus saith the Lord. This is what you should do. Stay with her. You know, or whatever. You know, that's how it would work. And so the God would speak upon these elders to give them wisdom for the cases of Israel. Well, two of these guys didn't show up for the meeting, missed out on the revival tent meeting. because That's literally what it was. It was a tent. It had the revival. Okay? Y'all didn't catch it, but it's all right. You'll get it later. All right, so they had that. They missed it. begin prophesying, and they're not the special group. They, they weren't of that meeting. Comes to Moses. Joshua says, Moses, these guys aren't special. They weren't there. They didn't, weren't in the service. They stop them, okay? They're not supposed to be doing this. And Moses says what? I wish that all millions, all three million of you people would have the prophetic Spirit of God upon your life to know, thus saith the Lord, for my case. That's God's heart. And I find, I think today, one of the things that we struggle with is we think, well, I'm not special. I'm not special. I think God was teaching us something in this very moment it's not just about being pastors. It's not just about being missionaries. That, and it's not about those people that do the work of the gospel. God's heart through Moses here is seen that God wanted all His people to be filled with the Spirit of God. God wanted to use all of His people. When I was growing up uh, in a Spirit-filled church, I never realized... And I, you know, I've heard some great sermons. I can't tell you how many I've heard. And I grew up, and I was a good kid, and, I, and I, I knew you would have asked me, What is this and what's that, and the Holy Spirit, and speaking into. I would have known all that stuff. But I never got it, never clicked in my mind that I could be used like some of the men I saw behind one of these pulpits. Never clicked. I was the furthest person from ever wanting to be in ministry. I was not a kid who raised his hands in church. I was not a kid that went to the altars. I was not a kid that spoke in tongues. I was not a kid that pressed into worship. I liked to go to church because I didn't want to go to hell, right? Okay, I was a good boy because I didn't want to do, go to that place. I knew God. I prayed some, read my Bible some, even tried to get people to come to church some. But I had no idea God could speak to me. Oh, yeah, I know God speaks through His Word, and I know God moves you when a song comes on the radio, but no, 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 I'm talking God speak to you. I had no idea that God could speak through me into someone else. No idea. And so, imagine my amazement as a young, Spirit-filled church kid who one day ding, 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 light bulb goes off, and it's like, where's this been my whole life? Why haven't no one, no one's told me that this is for everyone in the pews, and I got mad at the church, I really be honest, in my college years, I got mad when I figured out that the Holy Spirit could use me, and I could pray for people for healing, and that I could hear God's voice, and I could speak in tongues, and I could give words of knowledge and wisdom, and I could hear God speak through me and bubble up inside of me, and I'd be writing in my notebook at night before I go to bed, all the things God was speaking to me. I was like, this is awesome. How come nobody wants this? Why isn't everyone shouting from the rooftops? God is real. He wants to use you. He loves to fill you with His Holy Spirit. That's true, by the way. And so we see Moses saying, I desire that all God's people would be used in their prophetic anointing that simply is anointing means set apart for a purpose like holiness it's that God empowers you to do a specific purpose okay he anoints you he enables you to do a specific service in his name he sets you apart and empowers you to do that that's the anointing prophetic is just the Lord's word for your life for his life for her life today God desires to fill us with the Word. And this was foreshadowed, if we even look, that God had tried to get Israel to understand this. We rewind a few chapters back, and I'm not going to take you there, but we see that in the Passover, there was these different baptisms. The first being that when they were in bondage, enslaved in Egypt, God said, put the blood of the lamb, the innocent lamb, at the Passover meal over, the, over your doorposts, and they would walk under the blood to get out. They stayed under the blood when the death angel came by and the wrath of God passed over them, but they were delivered by coming out under the blood. And they left under the blood of the Lamb and walked right out of the enemy's camp and went down, and the Bible says that they went down into the Red Sea and they were led by the Holy Spirit. And above them, over them, hovering over them, was the pillar of cloud, symbolic of the Spirit of God. And they went to this Red Sea. It parted, and it says... That they went down through the water. Now now they're getting wet, but symbolically they went down into the waters of baptism. And in 1 Corinthians, make sure 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1 and 2, the Apostle Paul says that they were baptized into the water that day with Christ, and they were baptized in the cloud as well. Now think about the cloud always symbolizes the Spirit of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 1 and 2. They were saved by the blood. They were baptized into the water of baptism with Christ, symbolically. And then they were also baptized into the Holy Spirit. They walked through the cloud. I think that's symbolic to me that the natural progress of a believer's life is that we would come out under the blood, we'd be baptized into water, and that we would be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I think that's the natural progression, that we would be underneath the Spirit. And from that moment on, they began to be led by the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire every day. And that pillar would descend and they would talk to them. And so every day, their life then began to be led by the Spirit of God. And it was the Spirit of God that would descend and anoint people. And it was the Spirit of God that would begin to speak prophetic words through Moses and to these elders. And every time God began to speak, that pillar of cloud would come down and speak. He would go before them and He always hovered over them. That's a Spirit-filled life, being led by the Spirit. And God was trying to tell them, I'm trying to fill you all with my Spirit. I'm trying to use you all with my Spirit. And He had told them, I want you to be a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. See, that verse in Peter I read to you at the very beginning is a verse from, King, uh, from Exodus chapter 19. God had prophetically said, This is what I want for you. I want you to be a people ministering to the world by the power of my Holy Spirit, proclaiming things that I'm going to do through you. But Israel missed the mark. It was only symbolism to them. They never realized it. It was still for a special people like Moses and these 70 elders. In Joel chapter 2, verse 28, we see again God's heart. Years later, Joel would prophesy God's desire that before God's, uh, his second coming of Jesus Christ, not only would men all across the world be able to call upon Him for salvation, but God in that last day would raise up a prophetic people of God. And it shall come to pass that afterwards, thou will pour out My Spirit on all flesh. Your sons, your daughters shall what? Prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Again, that's the same gift. Your young men shall see visions. Again, same gift. And on my men servants and maid servants, I'll pour out my spirit in those days. And he says this to say, young and old, slave and free, whoever has called by my name, my people who call upon my name, I don't care from the beginning of the camp to the end of the camp, from the front of the building to the back of the building, my desire is to fill them with a the prophetic spirit of God. Amen. I want to use all of my people in the days before my son comes back. Now, this is a challenge for you and I today before we get into prayer. Jesus, in John chapter 14, says the Holy Spirit was going to come. He was, he was then with them, or in them and with them, but He was going to be eventually, in Acts chapter 2, it would say that He would come upon them. The power of the Holy Spirit would come upon them. They would be baptized in the Holy Spirit in the upper room. He told them to wait until they were endued or clothed with power from on high to be witnesses to the world, and what Jesus was doing in that last stay on that upper room when He was talking to them, sorry, on the Mount of Olives in John chapter 14, telling them the Comforter is going to come, He's going to teach you all things and bring you to all these things to remembrance. And before He ascended, tells them to wait in the upper room. What He was doing was He was transferring His messianic anointing, His prophetic anointing, the same way Moses had done it to these elders. And God, through Moses, transferred this anointing to the elders. Jesus Christ says, I'm transferring my anointing. The same anointing Jesus Christ walked this earth with. The same spirit Jesus Christ was filled with and was raised from the dead with. He says, I'm transferring it to all of my people. And it's for salvation, sure. But in a Jewish perspective, it's always to be used to speak forth the word of God. And that's what he told them to do. Acts 1.8, you'll be my witnesses from beginning to end of this world and be filled with power. You're going to speak forth my word. That's what the Holy Spirit and the Old Testament foreshadows for us today. I think the challenge for us is here to understand you are special enough to be used by the Spirit of God. It's not just Moses's anymore. It's not just Elijah's anymore. It's not just Pastor Heath's. It's not just missionaries or great revivalists or evangelists. It is for every person, young and old, from beginning to end, in God's people. And I want to challenge us, maybe you're here tonight and God's never used you, or you don't feel like you could ever be used by God, or that, uh, you know, that that's available for you. These nights are so that you can begin to press in and say, God, I want to be used by you. God, this is for, I believe this is for today. I believe this is your will, God. This has been his heart since the beginning of his people from Israel. I want to baptize them all, not just in, under the blood and not just with water, but in the Spirit of God. I want all of my people to be filled with the Spirit that speaks the Word of God for their day and age. And we need the Spirit of God to be able to do that. And I tell you what, just like Moses, pastors and missionaries and evangelists, We're people too, and there are millions of people out there dying and going to hell. And it can't just be pastors speaking the word of God. It can't just be evangelists and missionaries and certain elders of the church or Sunday school leaders speaking the word of God. It's got to be every person in the pew being a mobilized, mighty generation for this last day's harvest. And that's what I'm praying for you. God, use every person from front to back at Sanctuary Family Worship Center to be filled with the prophetic spirit of God, walking in the anointing of Jesus Christ, and going out from these walls and saying, God loves you, God has a word for you. And maybe God would just speak to you tonight and say how he's going to use you. Or maybe you're going to begin to start journaling things in your Bible and God's going to just begin to give you words just for you. Or maybe you're going to go to work in the next few weeks or days and God's going to give you a word for a coworker or a friend. I believe he will if you begin to say, God, I'm open to that. It came in my life and I said I believe it, I receive it, and then I had to take the faith leaps to do it, which is the hardest part, I think, to say, God, okay, I'll take a risk and see if this is from you or not, and speak it, and speak it. Amen? Amen. I'm going to just ask, uh, let's, John and T, if you'll just come back and just play softly. Uh, let's just close our eyes. Tonight, let's just kind of get into an atmosphere of prayer. Uh, let's take the next ten minutes. And just enter into that place where God can just move in our hearts. You are special enough. You are special to God. I think you need to understand that tonight. You are special to Him. I felt from before I even wrote this message, even before tonight, that that was the word for tonight. God wants you to know...